They had spent fourteen days in darkness. Late on the morning of the fifteenth day, December 2nd, 1950, light finally peeked through a crack in the curtain that hung over the passenger side window. Ben lifted the curtain and looked outside. The sky was blue and the sun, as big as a dinner plate, shone brightly. The storm clouds had retreated to the horizon. Ben took a dirty tissue from his pocket, swabbed his eyes, and lifted himself from behind the steering wheel. It had been four full months since Ben and his wife Eleanor steered the tiny amphibious jeep they called Half Safe into the frigid waters of Halifax Harbor and headed east towards Africa. It was the first time anyone had tried to circumnavigate the world by land and sea in a single vehicle, let alone one that was eight times smaller than any motorized boat that had ever crossed the Atlantic. It was a harebrained scheme, and the Carlins knew it. That was the point. Adventure for its own sake had first attracted Ben, an engineer from rural Western Australia, to Eleanor, an American Red Cross nurse, when the two met in India at the end of World War II. And there could be no more outlandish adventure than an attempt to drive across the Atlantic, Indian, and Pacific Oceans, and actually drive across the continents in between in an automobile. Especially this automobile, a converted 1942 GPW General Purpose Willys amphibious jeep built by Ford for the U.S. Army. It looked like a cross between a 4x4 and a rowboat, with a stubby pointed front, a square rear end, and a 5x10 steel box on top. It was half car, half boat, and entirely ridiculous. The GPW amphibious jeeps were designed to putter through shallow streams for a few minutes at a time, and usually failed even at that. They had proved so useless in the field that the Army canceled production. They were never intended to be used on the ocean. Helpless and lost in the middle of 41 million square miles of open water, Ben and Eleanor realized that their comic little adventure was quickly becoming a suicide mission. Both were in their 30s, but looked as though they had aged decades in just a few weeks. Eleanor, famished and vomiting anchovies into a tin mug, had gone from voluptuous to skeletal. Ben looked worse. His skin was pale, a delta of stress lines spread across his forehead, and his eyes were baggy and bloodshot. His face was caked with exhaust soot, engine grease, and sweat. But now, weeks into their Atlantic crossing, the Carlins had no choice but to suck it up and keep following the compassed east, toward the coast of the Spanish colony of Western Sahara, toward solid ground and safety. Ben squinted out Half-Safe's back hatch and looked at the deck. The jeep was sitting dangerously low in the water. Waves washed over the windshield and side windows, threatening to swamp the cabin. The cloth sea anchor, designed to drag in the water to stabilize the vehicle, floated behind half-safe and tatters, shredded by the storm. At least the fuel supply, a ten-foot-long floating steel container carrying 280 gallons of gasoline, was intact. As long as the weather stayed calm, Ben figured they had just enough gas to make it to Madeira, a speck of an island 400 miles off the coast of Africa. The only information Ben could get from the radio was that the worst of the storm was still ahead, but the antenna was broken, and he had trouble making voice contact with the world beyond the jeep's cabin. Ben returned to the driver's seat, grabbed a sextant, and hoisted himself onto the roof. He paused to gulp the fresh air, a respite from the funk of mold, sweat, exhaust, and human sewage in the cabin below. He noted the angle of the sun on the horizon and checked his watch. Above him, something caught his eye. 
A whirlpool of wispy clouds in the shape of a miniature hurricane floated calmly above Halfsafe. Ben watched as they passed over him, then floated off. He crawled back into the jeep and steered east. The next half hour was calm. Then the rain came, followed by wind and waves. By afternoon, the swells had risen to thirty, forty, even fifty feet. There was nothing miniature about the storm, Ben realized. This was a full-on hurricane, and the Carlins were in the middle of it.